Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. Turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. What's going on on the clock, radio fans? It's your guy, Raul Lascano. And with my right-hand man, George Martinez, on this pre-Thanksgiving Wednesday, ready for you guys. I hope you're doing good. George, what's up, man? Say what's up to the people, dog. What up? I'm excited for the show. Thanksgiving is just one day away. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. I can't wait. You know how many naps I'm going to take? Uh, but on the clock radio, we got such a full-packed show for you guys, man. You're, you're going to love this stuff, man. Uh, we have Tyson versus Jones Jr. We are going to see... <laughs> what two old people fighting in a grocery store looks like in a ring is going to be freaking awesome watching this fight. College football, we have a lot to talk about college football. A lot of things going on in college. A lot of stuff Dabo saying out of Clemson that we just got to we got to bring up on the show. We got to talk about. We got to do uh, our pickums as well for college and NFL. Uh, in the NFL, we got to talk about Joe Burrow getting hurt, Tua getting benched, the Bucks lose to the Rams. I can't tell you. Uh, I think I called that one. And uh, a little head coaching battle with the Ravens and Vrabel over there at the Titans, man. Um, we have a lots and lots to talk about. But also coming up is going to be our fantasy football. Who do you start? Who do you bench? With our main stats guy, George Martinez. You don't, Listen to me. He was spot on this week. Spot on with, uh, with Cooper Cope or whatever it was from the Rams. He was spot on with every pick. It was amazing, man. So stick around. It's pre-Turkey Day. It's almost Thanksgiving. Let's joy Adam stand a little bit. You're on the clock. Don't go anywhere. My brother likes to masturbate with baby oil. <laughs> oh, I did that at the right time. Yeah, you did. I wouldn't be able to do there that twice. You did. <laughs> you, there's no way you time that time that again. Oh my goodness, that was better, man. How you doing, bro? You 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 pre cooking, pre warming. What are you guys doing over there? You guys okay? Yeah, man, I'm 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 excited for for Thursday. Just you know, finish the work day. Finally, that's all done. I'm I'm enjoying the rest of Wednesday with with the fam, going out doing some some shopping for, oh, for the yeah. kids. My mom's yeah. coming over to watch the kids. So we're doing me and the wife sneaking out doing some Christmas shopping for the kids since my yeah. mom's going to be here and and then get some food ready to go for for Thursday. Man, how about how about you guys over there? Well, so, <laughs> we're not ready, but um, um, we're going to get ready. Let's put it that we're going to we're going to get ready. I think she has plans to go out uh, on Friday for the Black Friday sales. Um, she's going to go with her friends. I told her to take a taser with you, take an asp, you know, whatever you got to do, because it's going to be nuts. But we're just baking. We're a baking family on pre Thanksgiving day. We're going over to some friends house. They're going to do all the cooking. There's going to be liquor. Um, the number one thing that you, that I don't know if you've been told this, George, is you're a Spanish male, uh, a Hispanic male. So I don't know how it is when you were growing up, but the one thing you don't bring to a Hispanic Thanksgiving or even a cookout, you don't bring fucking salad. Don't bring salad. Don't bring. Don't, it's pointless. It's point, don't if, you? Bring, if you go, if you're going to bring something productive and you don't want to cook, you bring bread. Right. You bring bread. You might you might bring a bottle of wine, but don't yeah. don't bring salad to a Hispanic household. They're gonna look at you and talk about you the entire night. So I was telling us, I was telling us like we got to make sure we bring some good stuff over. You know what I'm saying? Because 
I always look forward to Thanksgiving, man. I always find, I don't know, something always funny happens. Uh, something always crazy happens. I got some funny tips. I got some good Thanksgiving tips for, for everybody out there. This is serious business. And you're going to laugh at me, George. Uh, on my road to becoming a grill master in the barbecue oh, world, yes. uh, I had to cook a turkey. And I've had many okay. fails. And as many people know, or women actually, women know, Men can be very stubborn. They don't want help. We don't read instructions when building shit. You know what I mean? We're very, very <laughs> stupid in that aspect, right? We're dumb. But, bro, the first time I ever cooked a turkey, I said, I'm a deep-fried turkey. So I was like, oh, man, this is going to be great. I bought all the, everything I needed. I bought the pot. I bought the oil. I bought, you know, the little uh, um, propane tank that's just separate for its own. It's great. I'm in my backyard. There was no patio roof at the time. There was nothing there. It was just me in the backyard. I was like, okay, if anything happens... At least it happens out here in the middle of the yard. You know what I mean? Just in case. I get the turkey. I take the freaking guts out of it. This is a true story, George. This is a true story. All my kids, this is a true story. <laughs> take the guts out. I've, I've, I don't know if you ever do this, but I did this, and it, it would have turned out great. But <laughs> you lather the whole turkey, right? Of course. With, yeah. with butter. I put butter all over the turkey, rosemary, oregano, spices, all kinds of stuff. You put all over it, so it just sucks in the juice and everything, right? Yeah, I kind of I kind of messed that up. So what I forgot to do, oh, I forgot to defrost the turkey. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I got this turkey and I I'm, I'm straight I, out of the freezer. Oh my god, I took it out the I'm and I'm taking the guts, I'm putting everything in. I put this damn turkey in that pot, man. How did you take the guts out? It was frozen. So it, I I just I know, well, I hate, to, I hate to describe this to the radio, but I shoved my fucking hand all the way <laughs> and I pulled those guts out. You know, it was very Rambo-like freaking just yeah. step. Yeah, yeah. I pulled the stuff out. I'm just bags and stuff. I sprayed it off a little bit. I got the little icicles off and spraying is what more water on this fucking thing, right? So I've mm -hmm. lathered it up and I put the hook in it and I'm like, okay, like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. It's, it's go time. The freaking oil's hot. It's bubbling. I'm ready to freaking dip oh, this thing boy. in. So I got it on a stick because they say you'll put it on a stick right. and you just look. Man, and to lower down slowly. Listen into the to me. I, I thought to myself, this is normal. This is that's a normal sound. <laughs> <laughs> that's supposed to be a no that's it's supposed to be that. I put it in there, couldn't even get the lid on, and it freaking exploded out. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I still got the burnt marks on my back of my arm from that freaking turkey, man. It <laughs> fell on the ground, right? It fell on the ground. And I'm supposed to be hosting. I'm I'm hosting oh, Thanksgiving. No. Yeah, I'm I'm hosting Thanksgiving, and it freaking fell in the yard. I had to pick up this thing with with the stick, the oil, the dirt that's on this goddamn thing with butter and everything. I was like, oh my god, what do I do? Well, little did I know, I was like, okay, well, we have the ham, we got the mac and cheese, we got all the sides. We're just not gonna have a turkey on Turkey Day. <laughs> You know, really Thanksgiving though. We're gonna, have turkey. Yo, to the rescue, to the rescue comes Keisha, to the rest like a superwoman, just flying through the air. She comes in and she goes, "Don't worry about it. Let me get the hose." She sprays off the turkey, dirt comes off this thing. She injects it with juice. She lets put it in the oven. We still we can we can make this work because this is like five in the morning. We can get this working. It's we can so do early this. enough. Yeah, it's we so can we enough. can get this done. Trust me, yo. That turkey was the best lawn dirt fertilized turkey yeah. I ever had. She saved that damn now, turkey, man. Here's the question. Yeah. Did you ever tell anybody that came over that day? Did okay. you tell the story so, at the table? So listen to me. Listen to me. 
all my family members have subscribed to this to this podcast. All of them. They don't miss an episode. Every time we talk about something, they text me that day or the very next day. They're all going to remember this turkey. And they're like, because I've only hosted once. <laughs> that was it. Once to my family. You, you had a debut That's and a closing it. debut. That's we, it. We've had Thanksgiving dinner. Day. We've had Thanksgiving dinner. I just never invited anybody else back over. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was, that was yeah. it. It was too much pressure. You hosted within your family. Oh, absolutely. It was like kicking the winning field goal. It's all on you. Everything oh, is on you. Man. I was like, fuck this. I'm never having these guys come back over again. So here's a fun fact. Yeah. I'll give you a fun fact. I'll share, I'll share a, a Thanksgiving yeah. situation. Me and the wife got married in 2011. It's been nine years. So we've been together about 15. Know each other a for beautiful, almost- blessed, blessed 11, nine years, right? Yes. You got to yes, say yes, that because if you don't, life. she's going to be all over your pillow talking to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've never hosted Thanksgiving, period. Oh, God bless you. Now, I volunteered several times. And she goes, no, 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 no. She goes, no. She knows. She, at first it was like, at first it was like, wait till we get a house. And then it was like, well, wait till we have kids. Yeah. Now she's like, you know what? Because then it was like, well, you know, if I had a double oven, right, right. it'd be so much easier to right. have a double oven. And she goes, you know what? Let's start with... Christmas first. Let's let's let Biden win first, and then we'll figure. <laughs> let, <laughs> let's host let's host Christmas dinner before we tackle on Thanksgiving. Right? She goes. Thanksgiving is the meal, and I go. I know. Yeah. Now, growing up, I, 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 I'm curious to, to kind of find out your 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 take on this. Yeah. Um. So, you know, as growing up as as Hispanic males, typically, there there it's pork. Yes. It's a pig that gets yes, done. Yes. It's a box pig yep. underground. Oh my god. I mean, it's there at least there for 19, 20 hours. So you start like you said, five o'clock in the four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You are putting the pig in there. It's going in the box. It's yeah, going by, in the, there. by that's, halftime that's of I the second up. game on Turkey Day, it's done. That's right. It's always <laughs> that second game about halftime. Yeah. So about three o'clock. Right, right. Exactly. Perfect time. Exactly. Because uh, then you're eating leftovers during the eight o'clock game and you're passed out yeah, before the, so the game is. You had over. the you had the entire pig rotating yes. and yeah man they did the same thing in my family man it was you know the cuban that, that's the cuban you know w- come to find out this is the, this is the messed up part about that turkey story they didn't even eat the fucking turkey they just wanted the they wanted lechon and <laughs> they wanted the rice and beans yeah. they want all that they were like yeah screw the turkey we want the pork and the freaking ham we know i was like well, well i guess we could have left that turkey in the dirt but whatever yeah right i've spent yeah, freaking 40 bucks on a butterball i guess that didn't matter yeah, so, so so for for Christmas, my dad does the pig now. Nice, that's good tradition. And that's Christmas dinner, and then we usually and I'm not when I say it, you know exactly what this is, coquito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, uh. Usually it's it's usually you know a nice little rum bottle that's done, right. coquito's made, and it gets passed around throughout oh, the yeah. day. And oh yeah, and you're blazed. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, and it it's hits so you strong. hard. <laughs> you drink you drink that thing fast, and if anybody doesn't know, oh. it hits you in the back of your skull. The yeah, first quickly. time, the first time Keisha ever saw the whole pig thing mm-hmm. in her, like, cause they had the, I know this sounds really bad. This is going to sound really bad, but I promise you nothing racist That's about great. this. There was tiki torches. <laughs> it has, uh-huh. it has Christmas lights. You know what I mean? It's, it's a nighttime dinner. Well, you know why the tiki torches are there? So the mosquitoes don't mess with the so pig. They don't mess with the pig. But right. But I, I say tiki torches ever since South Carolina. I'm just like, oh, yeah, guys. <laughs> It was cool at one point to have a tiki torch. <laughs> These guys ruined it. But anyway, you, they had the tiki torch to keep away the smoke away from right. and the and you know everything the pit. And then they had the lights and had music. 
But she saw the whole, though. she's like, is that an entire pig? <laughs> I was like, from the rooter to the tutor, baby. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, there. So the first time my wife saw it, when, you know, she comes, she comes over to, to my grandfather, because I always did it at my grandfather's house. Right. And the first time she goes, is that a, is that a pig? <laughs> uh-huh. And it's going to be delicious. Right. So I don't know how your family did it. Mine. So you just, you grab a plate. Yep. You grab a fork. You get in fucking you walk over. You walk over to the pig. <laughs> you take off. Right, right. You scrape off what you want to eat. Well, you know it's done when the biggest guy is is in line. Yeah, he wants to be in line. Yeah. He's standing for twenty five minutes, like he's waiting. He's waiting. He's, he's waiting. waiting. <laughs> he's ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she goes, um, "I'm supposed to." Oh, I, I go, baby, just sit down. I'll make you a plate. Yeah, yeah. I'll go over there because they slice I'll it right off, it. man. They just oh, cut right it. There. Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's the freak. best thing in the world. It's it's amazing, especially when you. Oh my god. Anyway, it, it's good stuff, man. But she, her eyes were. I was like, "What do you? I mean, you buy you buy bacon. It's the same." Right. She's like, "Yeah, but I don't thing. see you cutting the pig." I'm like, what are you vegetarian? All of a sudden, relax. It's just it's a knife. Yeah, we're gonna cut this thing open. Head. Yeah, it should be fine. And it's gonna be delicious. The best thing you ever had. Yeah, you buy sausage for freaking breakfast. You'll be okay. It's the same. It's the pig. Relax. <laughs> uh, but in speaking speaking of slicing and hitting and cutting open. We have Tyson oh, versus Jones Jr., man. Roy Jones Jr. this Saturday, man. What do you what are, what are your thoughts on this, man? Because we've been waiting for this fight all year long. For a long a year. Since we I, I started remember, the podcast. <laughs> right. With Mike Tyson. We've been waiting. Potential fight. Right. So here we are, 49, almost 50 podcasts later, and we finally get the fight that we've been looking forward to and hyping up all year long. I can't wait. Now, help me understand here a little bit. Sure. There's speculations to this fight. What speculations? So, you know, from what I understood, you can't knock, you cannot knock the other person out. Yeah. Which, okay, it's Mike Tyson. <laughs> I wish, I wish we still had the clip that we played a long time ago I, about, about, about the, the demons, demons, the demons, yeah. And Mike Tyson yeah. that, are, that are in his head. Right. <laughs> because those demons are out. Oh, bro. So if you, if, for people that listen to the podcast, if you if you haven't listened to it, there's a, there's a clip that you know Mike Tyson's doing an interview, and he he almost starts crying. Yes, when it, when he starts to explain what it meant to him to box mm-hmm. and why he had to leave the game, and he kept talking about these demons that are in his head, and and he he didn't want those demons back in his life, mm-hmm. and you know he kept talking about those those demons came into his life they're going to take it over and. And he, you know, you kind of see a little switch flip, and he's make to the bitch. So, so you, here's your speculations, okay? And, and again, I know it's not. How can I say this? I know it's not ideal, but we do have to understand the age of both men, right? Someone and, could die. Yes, so like you, like somebody legit could could lose their life. You know what I mean? Like it, it can legit. Somebody could legit die. I mean, and I know people are like, no, that's extreme. No, it's not. We've never seen. This type of age in a boxing ring, competitive, competitive, in a competitive manner, also at that because it doesn't. And again, it doesn't matter what rules you put in front of these guys. These were lions back in their day, and I don't care what anybody says. You wake a sleeping giant, here they come. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like you're talking about the demons, the inner stuff. I, I, the only thing I have the reference to is: Have you ever seen? I know there's like twelve Rocky movies, but in Rocky, one of the movies was Rocky. He had to fight Tarver, right? And um, there was, well, in the movie, it was this simulation, who would win, Tarver or Rocky? 
the simulation had Rocky doing it. Well, Rocky wanted to fight Tarver in an exhibition match, and it, it was, you know, he kept saying, I have things in the basement. I think, I think Tyson still has things in the basement that he wants to get out. You know what I mean? Here is the Tyson Jones rules, your speculations. You're not going to like them. A lot of fans are going to like them. But I don't care what you say. They're still going to pay for this. It, they're still going to pay for these crazy rules, okay? There is no official judges at this match. No official judges at the match. They're going to have some guest celebrity judges remotely. Not official, okay? Not official judges. There is no 10-9 score, okay? There's no cumulative score. They're not even going to announce a damn winner is what they're saying. This is what they're saying, okay? Here's the other rules in place for this exhibition. The bout is going to be eight rounds at two minutes each. Two minutes, not three like normal. The boxers are going to, they don't have to wear headgear, so they're not required to. Tyson and Jones will be wearing 12-ounce gloves, so that's pretty normal, I guess you would say. If either boxer suffers a bad cut, the exhibition is automatically over. So if they have a bad cut, it's a wrap, they're done. So we're hoping nobody gets cut, okay? Um, and Tyson and Jones did have to go over medical testing for this to get cleared to fight this fight. Uh, voluntary anti-doping agency did the testing. So we're going to see how this goes. These are the, Those are the rules. The other one is there is no knockouts. Now, I know what you're thinking. How can you have boxing with Tyson and there not be a knockout? A potential of a knockout. Bro, I don't know if you remember Roy Jones Jr.'s last three fights. The last three matches. Do you remember those at all? I don't. His chin was about as as hard as a wet paper tissue when it hits toilet paper water. When it hits the toilet, the toilet water, it's as soft as that tissue when it hits toilet water. That's how soft his jaw is in those oh last three. And those were those were the end of his prime days. Okay. Cause he took a nasty punch and it, it pretty much just any little tap on it. Because once you get a concussion, you pretty much any any time you get tapped then it becomes, you get concussions quicker. Right. Same thing happened right. to Jones. His jaw just couldn't take it anymore. Um, you've been watching the freaking Tyson videos. Does that man look like he is going to hold back a punch? No. And that's where I'm telling you, somebody's, I think, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think fucking Mike Tyson holds back, man. I think Mike Tyson throws one of those left, those left punches, not trying to purposely hurt Jones, but because he trains the way he trains, He's going to knock, I think he knocks out Roy Jones Jr. I think he knocks him out, man. And I saw Roy Jones Jr., uh, uh, you know, we talked about on the podcast. I saw him training. He's in training in sandals, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, so, I'm not taking you seriously, buddy. He's training like it's a, a true exhibition match. Yes, yes. Mike Tyson is training like it's a championship heavyweight, number one in the world bout. Have you ever seen a 53-year-old male like well, the way Tyson looks? Yeah. No. Me neither, bro. No. And did you see how he's hitting that bag? <laughs> bro. Bro. I don't want to see that guy in the middle of the street on the street fight. That's what I'm trying no. to tell you. Now, now again, I do want to see the fight. I don't even care if it's $200. I'm watching this fight. I don't care. They, they're going to take my money for this because I got to see this. But I, I think Tyson just, I think he has him up, man. So it's this Saturday. Um, they're going to have a lot of, they're going to have uh, performances by musicians. I think Little Wayne's performing. I think there's Meg The Stallion. I think there's a whole other pre you know they're making a big they're gonna do all this pre stuff before the fight because there's no there's no uh, uh what do you call it 
boxing cards. There's no pre-matches. There's no, you know, lightweights or nothing like yeah, that. It's just a main match, and that's it. And that's it, man. And it's two minutes around, yeah. so it's it's going to be quick. Yeah, um, if it doesn't last long, you got to give people something for the $80. Bro, there's, there, there's people <laughs> taking bets in Vegas that Tyson doesn't go three to four rounds. I'm like, bro, you better bet if Jones can go three or four rounds. Right. If th- because, again, it doesn't even have to be a, a body shot. It doesn't have to be a face shot knockout. It can be a body shot. This it dude can. is hitting. Like, he's trying to break bones, man. I'll just remind you of this, man. You know, and I'll correlate this back to football. Drew Brees had 11 crack ribs. Exactly. By a, by a tackle. Exactly. Right? And, again, and I'm using Drew Brees as an example because he's older. Right? Drew Brees in his 40s. These guys are in their 50s. Right, you, you take one of those body shops over and over and over again, and Drew Brees has shoulder pads, rib rib cage protectors on, right? And he still had eleven messed up ribs. Yep. You imagine a guy that is hitting it repeatedly with that much force, with no protection, <sighs> over a short period of time. It's bound to happen. Oh, he's gonna Roy Jones Jr. is gonna piss blood. I have no doubt. He's gonna pee blood, man, the next morning or even that night. It's it's gonna be literally fighting an infant. So God bless him. I hope he I hope he makes it through. Um I don't I just don't foresee I don't know. I don't, Jones I think gets some good shots in. Because it's two different styles of boxing. It is. It's two different styles. Jones is gonna, you know, he's gonna jab his way through the whole match and hopefully he has enough wind to stay away from Tyson. Yeah, right. But if he's Tyson gonna Floyd he's going to he's going to pull Floyd Mayweather and oh, try yeah. to dance around oh, and yeah. stay away oh, from the big yeah. I would. I mean, I'm not trying to get knocked out by Mike Tyson. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> For 20 million I will, but I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to, but I think he tries to play keep away. I think I think Tyson cuts the ring off and I think he just he lands Comes two good him. body shots and we're going to see Roy Jones Jr. give birth to a baby uh, after he punches him in the stomach because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to change his whole chromosomes if he lands a good goddamn punch on him, man. It's going to be something serious, man. So I, I I hope that that's what's going on Saturday night. For Saturday, we have a lot of college football games, a lot of games that we, we foresee being good games. I know the college football rankings came out. I know you wanted to talk about that, and I know everybody else does, and I certainly want to talk about rankings because if my Hurricanes have not broken into the playoff bracket – or close to it, I'm going to be upset. But go ahead. What, what do we got for college right. rankings? So, I'll put you at ease. Okay. They came in at number 10. How? So, they're in the... Now, I'm going to start off by saying... Just give me there's, give me the there's top some teams here yeah. that I don't agree with. And that's why, that's what I want to hear. Because you know what? You're a realist. You're a realist. You understand this stuff. You look at football and you're like, eh. You're not a biased guy. You're a numbers person. So... Who who's who shouldn't be there? Number one, so we could protest them on Twitter, and then who is there? <laughs> so I mean, you got your top four: Alabama, Notre Dame. I know yeah. it pains you to to see that. Fucking hurts my heart. Clemson is number three. Ohio State is four. Ohio State's okay. four with four no games. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah, and 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 and, and they talked about it. You know, they feel that Ohio State is the weakest of the four, which is why mm-hmm. they got them at four. Okay. Um, at five, you got Texas A and M. At six, you got Florida, That's which legit. again, Texas A&M beat Florida early in the year. Uh, I think Texas A&M is just there for shits and giggles. They don't really matter at the end of the day. Probably to piss off Florida, Gator if, fans. Well, if Florida wins out, yeah. they're going to play Alabama in the SEC championship game. the The winner of that game is going to go to the college playoffs. Oh boy! So now 
Seven through ten is where it gets a little interesting. Okay. You got an undefeated but questionable Cincinnati team at number seven. Right. You got Northwestern, who's coming off of their big win against Wisconsin. <sighs> Jesus Christ. At number they're eight. Undefeated. They're undefeated. Northwestern at number eight. They're, they're, they okay. are undefeated. Sure. And they had a big win against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And then you got a five and two. Five and two. Right. University of Georgia. Get the, f- and we're number 10. And you guys are right behind them. See, this is that's the, where this I, is the, that's where I disagree. See, college football, college football, for whatever reason, since the eighties, has hated the University of Miami. They hate us. You mean to tell me Georgia's five and two, we're seven and one, and they're they're ahead of us? Yeah. It, it has, and you're gonna. T- I know what you're gonna tell me. It's the strength of schedule, bro. Like. Pfft. Well, and whatever, man. Well, your two losses comes against two teams that are in front of you. Florida waxed them. Yeah. And that's why, you know, and their strength of schedule is, is there. And again, for Miami, I think it's more about we haven't seen you play lately. Yeah, we haven't. They we haven't. Played, and the last two weeks. That freaking Clemson game. When, since we got annihilated that's, by those guys, that's the last thing. Well, then you know they went on to beat Virginia Tech, and yeah, they, they be they be some teams after that. But you know, to me, if if they had played Clemson a little better, mm-hmm. th- they would be a little higher. After that, I mean, yeah, but to what's, me, the, I was what's the strength of schedule for Northwestern if they're number eight? Like, shouldn't they? Wouldn't it be better if Georgia was eight, Miami's nine, Northwestern ten? Like, I can understand that. I can understand that portion of it. You know what I mean? Because you still got BYU that's nine and zero, which probably they haven't played anybody. But yeah, how, they're fourteen. They're yes, fourteen. That's they never played anybody. See what I'm saying? This is this is the <laughs> hypocrisy of this crap. But again, playoff rankings and power schedules. It just it makes no sense. Northwestern number eight. Has Northwestern ever been ranked that high before? I don't think so. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm sure back in the 70s or 80s. Look at you, 70s. Look at you. <laughs> they were ranked yeah. that high. When we use asbestos when, on brakes. Like, that's yes. the last time. We, that's awesome. Thanks. But, you know, it's a first It's a first go at it. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do it every week from this point going forward. There's still a lot of games to be played. Yeah. You know, you're going to have, you know, a, a lot of these teams that are in the top ten are end up knocking each other out. I hope so. I hope so. I hope Northwestern lose now. Now I got to go against Northwestern. <laughs> Them and Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre Dame, those guys. Notre, Notre Dame, those sons of bitches. Anything else? I, I know we, we talked about college football. We got, we got, you know, you got Clemson just Dabo just going nuts on the freaking Seminoles. He is not happy for whatever reason. He is pissed off. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you exactly why. He feels, so Clemson makes a trip to Tallahassee. Hmm. They're at the team hotel. Oh, they're there. They are there. Yeah. This guy, this game got canceled Friday night. So let me, let me tell you something. You know what that's called, right? Yes, but educate. <laughs> you don't the subscribe. Okay, <laughs> that's called bucking. You bucked us. Yes. You bucked that's us. It. We pulled up on you, and you bucked us. That's and a Tampa. That's a Tampa thing, by the way. Yeah, and he came out. And he was upset, but he seemed to blame it on the administration of Florida State because he talked about, you know, I'm sure the players are ready to play. Right. I'm sure the coaches were ready to coach. But still, the game got canceled. Do you think so? The, the only the only team that the only person that could have made that decision is administration for for uh, for Florida State. Now we talked about this 
uh, in our shows before, how long before COVID yeah. comes up as an excuse to not get destroyed? And that's probably what he's pissed off about is that the, the, the freaking faculty already knew about the COVID. They already knew it was, you had me fly out here. You had me come on, get on the plane. You had us, my players come on this way. You knew you were going to cancel. Like you knew he, that's probably what got back to him. It's like, these guys knew on Tuesday they didn't have enough players or they were going to put COVID as a reason why they're not going to play. You know what I mean? That's probably what he's pissed off about. And now the new, <laughs> I love what you told me before the show. What did Dabo tell him if, if, if you want to play yeah, us? So, <laughs> so Dabo came out and basically is treating FSU like a Division three NIA, you know, <laughs> NAIA school. If you want to play Clemson, right. A, you got to come to us. Right. Or B, you got to pay for our expenses. Oh, he wants that money. That is he, and he's telling that to FSU, right. a Power Five program. Well, right. I don't know if he's they're Power selling, Five anymore. They're more like Powder Puff, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Basically, he's treating them like uh, Appalachian State. You know, Appalachian State pays money every year right. to go to Michigan or Ohio State or whoever, whoever they have a contract to go play that year. Right. And that's how Dabba wants. He says, you know what? We are the yeah. ticket in town. Yeah. You want to play us? Pay us. And basically, I know that the listeners aren't going to like this. I hope your kids are in the car. But basically, Dad was saying, fuck you, pay me. I'm not coming back out here. I don't even like yeah. Florida. I don't even like Disneyland. <laughs> Screw you guys. You want to play me, see me in, in Tiger County. And again, I'd be pissed off too, though, man. I'd be upset if I had to take 53 men, yeah. their bags, the rock. I had to fly down here. We have to get in the hotels. We paid for all this stuff. And you guys knew you weren't going to play us on Saturday, which this is why I tell people I, I respect FSU, but I don't like them because they're always with some funny business backdoor and bullshit. You, you know what I mean? They're always with some crap. I know James Wilder isn't going to hear that. I know he's going to be pissed off to hear me say that. <laughs> he's going to listen to the show, but and he's probably going to send me a tweet saying, screw you, buddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he still owes me my, my freaking bet that we have for dinner, but... I don't blame Dabble, man. I don't blame him whatsoever. And then since we got coaches beefing, we'll just jump into this one oh, into the boy. NFL. And, and here's here, here's why I go on mute. This is what <laughs> 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 let's start with the Ravens and Vrabel. We'll, we'll save your bucks for last, but we'll start with Vrabel and Harbaugh. You know, which by the way, if you had to put your bet on something, if, and let's be honest, you had to put a bet on Vrabel versus Harbaugh. Who do you think gets the fight? Who do you think wins in that fight? Like a fist fight, an actual fist fight. Mike Vrabel, for oh, sure. Oh, fuck, Every yeah. Time. I think he does one of these numbers. <laughs> where, right. I think he does one of these numbers where he grabs him, pins him to the ground, puts his knee in one leg, and then just starts just immediately giving a, a dozen oh, of yeah. these pound into the faces, maybe a couple little elbows, UFC style, to the freaking face, <laughs> just busting up Harbaugh a little bit because Mike Vrabel is nothing to play with, which, by the way, if you look at the Tennessee Titans and how they've been playing the last two, three years, they have really taken on the personality of their head coach. They have. A yeah. tough guy. I'm no take no shit, no nonsense. We everybody in the NFL in the stadium, if they had people in the stadium or not, you know we're gonna run it with the big guy. We're gonna put it right down your throat 45 times. Good luck stopping this train. Oh, by the way, he can jump cut and he can outrun you to the end zone. So good luck with that. Um, but they have really adopted him. And and again, kudos to Harbaugh for going out there. So if you listeners don't know what happened on on Sunday, Harbaugh's playing the uh, the Ravens are playing the Titans. And a lot of the Titan players come to the middle of the Ravens logo in the field, which we've had this happen to us, George. And it's, I'm going to tell you right now, I've never, <laughs> there's only three things that will get me amped up to fight somebody. Like, if, you know, you, my family, you know, if you do something like that, my car, you know what I mean? You, you know, so you violate some kind of rule. And 
you are not supposed to jump on the logo in the middle of the freaking, in the middle of somebody's home field. You, ju- you just don't do that. So a couple of things with that. Good kudos to Harbaugh going out there, talking, jabbering, Vrabel saying whatever. Titans get the win in overtime. They go to go shake hands, and Harbaugh gives them like this old, like the old school, fuck you, get away from me. You know, or the old school, like your mom's in the store. Like, don't, <laughs> don't you touch the goddamn cereal. Like, not, don't put yeah, another the, thing in this goddamn cart. The backhand. Yeah, don't touch me. Like, get away from me. So, you know, you got that beef going on. Couple things with that, George, and I'm going to get your opinion on this. I didn't see any Raven players jump out there with their head coach. I think there's trouble in Baltimore. I think there's problems brewing in there. I think there's there. You you also have players, one being Lamar Jackson, kind of putting out there that he doesn't agree with the play calling. He doesn't agree with the personnel. He's not. He's now starting to talk a little bit. I think Harbaugh not having the backing of his team come out there. Your coach is getting to a verbal you know, altercation with a player from another team and then the head coach as well. I don't think they have his back that way. You know what I mean? Do you think there's trouble in Baltimore when it comes to stuff like that? Because those things to me mean a lot. When I'm looking at a team, if I, you know, especially if, if my coach was getting into some shit, oh yeah, let me grab my helmet, put this thing on. We're going to rumble. Old school Miami hurricane FIU rumble. We're going to, we're going to do this. Nobody came out to support him. Do you think there's trouble in Baltimore? I think so, because, you know, back to your point, the entire Tennessee bench and team was right behind Mike Vrabel. Oh, God. Already. We're right ready there. To fu- Coach, like punch him. ready punch to go. It looked like the grade school, I'm going to shove you into that other kid so we get this fight started. Right. Let's get, let's so get this shit started. on right now. Fuck this game. We're going to get this going. And it just seemed like, you know, Harbaugh was out there with like three or four guys. Staff like, members. I counted more refs yeah. than I did Raven players. I think one of the guys was a get-back coach. I think one of them was yeah. a get-back coach who, <laughs> who, if he's the get-back coach, that means he's not the guy to take out to the bar fight. No, yeah, no, yeah. he's not. He's yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, but I think there is problems. You know, you know, Lamar Jackson has come out and, and talked about their predictable play calling. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're not – they don't do anything. They run the same four or five plays. Yeah. And you're in the NFL. It's not going to work. You know, and – and now you got teams that are saying, okay, we're going to load the box. We're going to play man coverage. The Ravens don't have a, re- a legit receiver that worries a defense. Well, now that they activated Des Bryant, do you think he going into the future will will go ahead and make some secondary worries? Because he looked okay with those couple of catches he had for that for the day. But, again, I don't think anybody was really worried about him. Des, Des is going to be a possession receiver. Like a Heinz Ward type deal, right? Yeah. Get you a first down. He's not going to have the speed to be somebody over the top. He'll be physical, and, and he'll get in there and bump with some guys, but he's going to struggle to beat man-to-man coverage, especially against good DBs. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and they don't have anybody else. Malcolm Brown does okay, uh, but now this week they got 10 total between staff members, five staff members, five players on the COVID list that are not playing. Yep. J.K. Dobbins and, and Mark Ingram kind of headline – the line for them, and they get the pleasure of playing a ten and zero Steelers team who comes in red hot yeah. after beating Jacksonville in a game they seemed bored in. Oh my god! So, and this is on Turkey. I know, I know this is one of our picks later, but does does this begin the end of Harbaugh? Because now six Man. and four, yeah. you go six and five. You're you're in danger not making the playoffs at all. Right, and then only that you you have a sleeper team that's coming up over in the West Coast with those Raiders, 
who played yeah. the Chiefs very nicely, who looks like they're well, starting to become a dominant offensive when, unit. When would you have thought the Browns would be ahead of the Ravens in the division? Oh, my God. By, they're <laughs> seven and three, second. bro. And the Ravens are on the verge of being six and five. They are, man. They're on. This is a must win for the Ravens. They, it doesn't matter if it's Turkey Day or not. They have to win this football game. Everybody in the, everybody in the, and I know in the Miami Dolphin world is hoping that Pittsburgh loses. I'm pretty sure you know, like and George being from a Latin background, every Santeria is freaking just absolutely. Oh my God! Every voodoo, everything they can do down in South Beach, they're trying to get Pittsburgh to lose this football game. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it's the end of Harbaugh, but he definitely has got to get his hands around the team again and figure out where they went wrong. And then he's got to sit down with his quarterback and figure it out. You know what I mean? Which I think he'll do because they were red hot last year. This is not the same offense as last year. I think teams figured out what's going on. We're just going to sit back here. We're going to rush four. Beat us with your arm, kid. Let's see what you got type deal. Um, and, again, that that's always the weakness of a quarterback that likes to run. You know what I mean? That doesn't really take the time to – to progress, which I've seen progression out of out of Lamar Jackson, I have seen that, but I don't know, man. There's there's trouble in Baltimore, just like there's trouble. There's going to be trouble in Miami. I'm, I'm, I can't believe they sat Tua. No, so I think, and I, want, I definitely want to get your take here on this. So yeah. Joe Burrow goes down with a gruesome, ugly injury. Oh my God! Did you see the video? Right. I did. It was <sighs> it was bad. It was it was Joe like, Theismann bad. Yeah, oh it my was God. bad. It was horrible. And almost immediately later, I get an ESP notification that the Dolphins benched Tua. Yeah. Now, went back and looked at some of the numbers. When they took Tua out, now they're, they're blaming on he wasn't playing well. Yeah, they benched that's him what because they're saying. Yeah. He was at the time like 6 for 18 or something, throwing the ball. You know, whatever it was. He had been sacked six times already Yeah. in that game. So the line was struggling to protect him. I think the Dolphins saw what happened to Joe Barrow over in in Washington during yeah. the game yeah. and said, get him out, protect him. Get and him it, out. it very well could be, but this is where I go back to telling you, Fitzpatrick was hot. You're playing very well. Let the kid learn. Let the kid understand. If he doesn't get to play another down in the NFL this year, don't feel bad. You did your job in grooming him. If it was Fitzpatrick that goes down, then you know, okay, we have two ready to go. But don't play the kid. And all blaming on that he was, you know, not doing very well, Benjamin. Because just like we talked about, he's a he's a rookie. There, you're gonna have these lumps. They're gonna you're gonna have these ups and downs and things. Oh wait a minute, that's I've never seen that type of coverage, or I've never seen that type of defense type thing. It's gonna throw him for a curveball. You're gonna have to take these lumps, just like you know we've talked about freshman quarterback. They're gonna have some lumps with them. They're gonna you know there's gonna right. be some growing pains with this. Tua's going to have some growing pain. So you have to expect the game like that. Now, you can't expect for Fitzpatrick to come in, put a little Fitz magic on the freaking game, <laughs> and pull out a win for you. Like, you just you just can't do that thinking it was going to happen. I think, like you think, I think they saw Joe Burrow. I think they saw that knee injury and was like, yo, this kid's already been sacked six times. Let's not push our freaking luck. You know, because, right. because me personally, me personally, Joe Burrow getting injured is completely the entire organization of Cincinnati's fault. Agreed. From the owner to the general manager to the assistant head coach to the head coach to the get-back coach to the equipment coach to the to the film and study coach to the guys that load up the plane with their bags and shit coach to the trainer to the medical staff, you are all to blame for Joe Burrow going down because everybody, every announcer, every commentator has said 
Why put your star quarterback, your number one draft pick, behind an offensive line like that? It's bound to freaking happen, and it did. I completely agree. It's sad. They should have sat him for the entire year, built an offensive line. So what? You go 0 16, 1 15, 2 14. What does it matter? Right. You you draft some more linemen, you sign some more linemen, you build it up front. That way you put the young man in a situation where he can play multiple games. And, and I go even, back. It's not even like the crowd can tell you to put him in either. Like they're not going to throw beer on the field. Right. Right. I, I, I'm going to point out two organizations that have done this recently. And where are their quarterbacks today? Aaron Rodgers. Right. When he got drafted by the Packers, sat behind Brett Favre. What, four years, five years, something like that? For for several years. Yeah. And now he's probably going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Absolutely. He's doing all right. First ballot. Patrick Mahomes, people forget, he sat his entire rookie year behind Alex Smith. Sure did. And, and that was when the Chiefs were doing okay, but still struggled. Yep. But they built the offensive line. They built their defense. They brought in weapons. So by the time that Patrick Mahomes got ready to take the keys of the organization and become the face of the franchise, he was ready to go. Yep. Worries me is, you know, too many people want wins now. Yeah. And that's that's the biggest thing. The league you used to have coaches that stayed for five to ten years. You used Not to be no able more. to build them. You can't. You, you're on a two-year contract. Whether they sign you for five years, you got two years to show me that you can get over 500, make the playoffs, put, break some kind of record, make us look really, really good, and then we'll, we'll, we'll consider keeping you because any moment you can be fired for not doing your job. I agree I mean, with think you. Think about it. Think about Jim Carwell, who was a coach for the Detroit Lions. He got fired for going 9-7 and seven Yep. and making the playoffs. He did. Yeah. And he got replaced by Matt Patricia, who's been a 400 winning percentage coach since he replaced him. And the Lions haven't gotten nine wins since. That's right. I agree with you, man. I agree that you, you can't rush. You can't rush greatness. It takes 21 years to be 21 years old. Like you can't make a 17 year old 21. It's not going to work that way. Don't and, and rush you wonder why you wonder why, you know, organizations like the Patriots do so well. Exactly. Even during the bad years, they always suck with Bill Belichick. Mike yep. Tomlin, right? The, the years and, and Mike Tomlin, kudos to that guy. That guy's never had a losing season in fifteen years. Especially when he had no AB, he had no Ben Roethlisberger, and he still pulled it out. He allowed he allowed uh, a once back then Antonio Randoel to walk. Yep. They allowed Emmanuel Sanders to walk. Yep. Gotten. They are to me wide receiver. You. Because they somehow <laughs> manufacture receivers. They do, man. They do, and they, somehow, they know how to do with them. They, they draft somebody, they, they, they show up, and, and they play well. But again, they've always stuck with Mike Tomlin, even when things weren't looking when there was an 8-8 eight eight season. Right. Because they believe in him and the organization. And what do you so do? Yeah. those things don't exist a whole lot in today's society. Hopefully we can learn something from from these. And, and hopefully the Dolphins decide, you know what, let's, let's sit to a – yeah, maybe they do. Maybe they sit him for the rest of the year thinking like, yeah, we got to save this kid. I hope Joe Burrow does not come back. I'm, I know this is going to sound crazy. I don't want him to come back in 2021. I hope he, he takes his not. time, come back in the fall of 2022. Yeah. Take your time, especially when you hear words. And, and it wasn't that the ACL torn and MCL scares me. When they say the in, the in what in, instruction or the industrial structure of the knee or whatever they put it, 
that lets me know like you blew out this knee. Yeah. Like something happened bone wise that you this is not the same typical knee. The structure of the knee as an injury? Whoa, no, 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 no. That means lots of pins and needles in that freaking thing. And take lots your of time. Needles, potentially leg loss. Yes. Think about Alex Smith. Oh god. You know, when he went through that kind of stuff. So hopefully yeah. the guy's speedy recovery and recovers well and comes back to being the same old guy he was before. Uh, but yeah, don't play in 2020, my man. Come back in 2022. Yeah. Let the Bengals figure it out. Get you a line. Get you some some protection right. up front so that way you can be successful. I agree with you, man, because you hit something on the point here. You know, they stuck with Mike Tomlin, right? He's a good coach. How long does the Bucks stick with Bruce Arings? Because I, I want to talk to you about your Bucks and the loss to the Rams. And, I, and I'm trying. I'm gonna try to go quick here because we got we got to still talk about pickums and fantasy football. But your Bucks losing to the Rams, I don't think is embarrassing. I don't think because teams will lose. It just happens in the NFL. I think what's ridiculous is the expectation that was placed on your team from the get go. I think that was kind of kind of high and ridiculous. Um, but bro, I don't think it was Tom Brady's fault. Now everybody's gonna, everybody listens to me is it's gonna be like what you're crazy. You didn't see the game. I did see the game. I know everybody, that last play is definitely his fault. It is completely his fault not seeing the safety. I watched the play over and over. The freaking, if you're looking at Tom Brady at the defense, the left side safety flew over the top, which he probably hasn't done the entire game, but he decided to do it that game because Tom Brady just stared down Brait the whole way. I get it. I still think if the safety doesn't get over, he overthrows Brait by four yards, but whatever. Um... I think the whole game is really, honestly, your coach's fault. Bruce and your OC. I really think it's those guys' fault. I know we talked about it earlier. <laughs> These guys got to get their shit together. I, I told you this before the season started. I said there's no way he listens to Byron Leftwich the entire game. There's no way that he sits there and sticks behind this guy and does what he want to do. What is your take on the Rams' loss? You're a Bucks fan. You know more uh, about the Bucks than I do. What is your take on the freaking, you know, getting beat by the Rams who everybody thinks, oh, this is the Rams from last year, and it's not. They they've they have gotten their shit together and they have they're making a legit run at trying to make the playoffs and compete in them. So yesterday was very painful for me to watch. Oh, my bet. Here's what I'm gonna say. Um, as a Buck fan, we underestimated the loss of Vita Vea mm. up front. Um, because I, I saw I us go through a situation the entire the entire game where we weren't getting a pass rush. I don't know the last time I saw Shaquille Barrett make a sack. Mm-hmm. I don't know the last time I saw him get a quarterback pressure. I've seen him jump off sides plenty of times trying to time a snap count. Yes. That I have seen. Uh, but but I really haven't seen him be the guy that he was last year. And, and when I come back and think about it, Vita Vey is in, in the middle of the field getting double teamed like he was, opening up one-on-one single coverage for Shaquille Barrett. And I think it's exposing our secondary bit because they got to cover for a long time. Golf is Jersey was clean. That guy may have some sweat stains, uh, <laughs> but other than that, it's clean. There's no dirt on his Jersey. It's still at Raymond James. So defensively, that's my opinion. De- offensively, it's a combination of both. Um, you know, Bruce Aarons came out and said that Tom Brady struggled and he got confused by coverages. I'm sorry. This guy is a 20-year vet. There is no coverage he has not seen before. Well, let me let me let me go. I have that quote by the way. I have it right here. I have it pulled up. I've been waiting all day to talk about it. All right. 
Let me let me first off, I don't know why your head coach is talking about your starting quarterback this way. About oh, your man. team. I think he needs to learn to shut up. You're gonna ruin a good thing. Tom doesn't look like he's happy. But this is what he said, according to Rick Stroud at NFL Stroud. Uh, he covers the Bucks and he covers all those guys. He said, Aaron's on Tom Brady's accuracy. And I quote, other than the deep ball, I think he's getting confused a few times with the coverage. That might be the cause for some inaccurate balls, but I don't see it at all being, I don't see it at all in practice. We're not missing the deep ball in practice, and that's for sure. So a big, let me pull you my pants down, Tom Brady, and give you a big to this guy because, bro, why are you telling people that shit on, you know what I'm saying, the news outlet media? Like, you don't, man. You keep your dirty laundry in house. That's how you, it's. It gets worse. That's the way I was raised. It, it gets worse. He goes on to say. He goes on to say. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't have a confidence problem, but at times there may be a lack of trust because of the lack of continuity. He is calling some of his own plays or picking them from the sidelines between series, bro. This is something you do not air out. You do not say your quarterback is picking his own freaking plays. You don't tell him that he does it on the sideline between series. You just that means you're like, yeah, you know what? We'll we'll we'll, we'll try this one. Fuck it. Yeah, let's open that up. Yeah, let me see. We'll try this one now. Bro, why is your head coach talking about your team this way? He's trying to use Tom Brady as a reason why he doesn't get fired. Uh, and I you know what? This is why I love you. Like I said, you're a man that's going to tell the truth. That's He's ex- trying to use Tom Brady as a reason why he cannot get fired. He it is subliminally sending to the owner and the GM. He's calling his own fucking place. He's a Madonna, what and do I don't know what to do. do? What do you want me to do with this guy? He's calling his own plays. He's picking him on the sideline. I told you he was never going to listen to Byron Leftwich. He barely listened to Josh McDaniel. He had to. They had to sit down and come up with a playbook that they both agreed on. He, I think, I think he's going to get Byron. I think Brady gets Byron Leftwich fired, and I don't think any owner or GM fires Tom Brady or trades him or replaces him. So, here's a conspiracy theory that I'm going to give you. Oh, oh, I love these, and and this is one we have never talked about mm-hmm. in in conversations. This is the first time you're going to hear this. Oh, good. Let me get my shock face on. Is this the reason why the Patriots never surrounded Brady with talent? Wow. Is this the reason why? Because it's interesting to me, the year that he had Randy Moss, right? You saw a lot of deep shots and he lit up the league. He he was airing it out. But as he got older, they, you know, the Patriots shrinked the playbook. It was more short to intermediate, a lot of check downs. They had quality running backs. Mm Mm-hmm. Never quality receivers that can stretch the field. Never stretch the field. Right. Was it because they were trying to protect Brady from himself? Protect him from himself for what? That he would throw interceptions, that he would go nuts. That he would that he would start throwing bombs, throw 15 yards down the field. So if you don't have guys that can do it, then you then it's just the receivers can't do it. Right. You know what I mean? So now you're you're really you, they they can control Brady. Back to your point, and, and he can't make his own play call because hey, we're calling our short stuff anyways because we don't have a choice. Now you put him in Maybe. Tampa yeah. with an all star team because that's what I'm gonna call it. It's an all star team, skill position wise, with offensive line, and not so much. Yeah, but 
receiver wise, running back wise, it's an all it's a Pro Bowl staff. It as is as far as players they have out there, right? Yeah. So is, is he is he trying to prove too much? Is Brady being his worst enemy? I think it's like you said. Himself. I, think, I think it's like you said, man. There's nothing he hasn't seen. I don't think he respects Byron Leftwich in his opinion. I don't think I think he looks at the playbook and he's like, this playbook isn't complicated. It's just stupid. This makes no sense. Scrap this. We're running this. We're doing that. He's doing his like you said, he's doing his own thing. And it looks that way because when you have your play and you call your own play and your own shot, the other guys don't know necessarily know what you what you're looking for out of that play. Does that make sense? Right. Especially if you don't All rep right. it enough. If you're just trying to go in between plays and series to call plays and do this. And, and it could be, like you said, I think I told you this, it could be a very well that the, the game, if he's calling plays and he's doing his own thing on the sideline, it could very well be like Leverage just says, hey, listen, man, we're running this play. We're throwing to Brait. That's what I want you to do. I'm the freaking OC. Do what I say. Throw it to Brait. And he, okay, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do this. And he throws it to Brait to show him yeah, so this is what's going on, boss. I don't know if Tom Brady would do that because his legacy, his status within the NFL is more important to him than it's almost like saying he's trying to lose on purpose. No, I'm not saying lose on purpose. You know I, mean? I, I really don't think he saw the safety go over, but I, I'm telling you, I'm telling he's you. He's staring the guys down. I mean, both interceptions right. were bad. They were and he horrible. also had a third one yes. that Mike Evans broke up. Yes. And, and I think this is what I'm trying to say. If the safety never flies over, that ball was four to five yards ahead of Brait. He was never going to catch it whatsoever. It was four to five yards ahead of him. Luckily, you know, not luckily, but a, a safety came over the top and intercepted it. That's the part where I think he's like, I want to overthrow the guy. I want to win the game. I didn't want to throw an interception. Shit. You know what I mean? I think in proving a point to Leftwich, he, he screwed himself because when you look at the playbook, when you look at the play that goes on, Mike Evans is open. And, and Godwin's open, open as well. And Antonio Brown's by the sticks waiting for an out route. Why we go take that deep shot? I have no idea. I felt like he was told to do that. That's just me again. And I know he's calling his own plays, but maybe he was frustrated. I don't know. But whatever's going on in, in the buck world, you have your head coach bashing your starting quarterback. You had Cooper cup on defense, go ham with 11 and receptions and, and 145 yards. And Robert Woods, Robert Woods, 12 receptions. And this guy had freaking 130 yards with a touchdown. They just torched your secondary. They just completely, and it wasn't, well, I'm not going to say torch. It was yards after the catch that, that really got them their yards. Poor tackling, and it was just really bad for the secondary. But you got all those things going on. Bruce better settle down, especially since he's the quarterback whisperer. Maybe Brady doesn't want to listen to him. Like, yo, look, man, I'm not doing Johnny Unitas and Joe Namath. Freaking throws here, okay, buddy? Just freaking follow me to the promised land type deal. Maybe, maybe you know, Tom is, you know, drinking his own juice. I don't know. But you got troubles in Bucks world, and now you got the Chiefs that you have to play. And after watching the Chiefs play, um, what do you call it, this past weekend against the Raiders. The Raiders. Bro, <laughs> they're not fucking around. So this is going to be a must win for your Bucks, which brings us into the pick em. Who do you have, Bucks or Chiefs? <laughs> I don't recall Tom Brady losing two games in a row. And then there's that. Uh, I don't think it starts now. I'm going Bucks. It's actually, the, the, it's, I wish the game was in Kansas City, to be honest with you. Yeah, no worries. I feel, I feel better about it. But yeah. the Chiefs are coming here to Tampa, so I'm, I'm going I'm going Bucks. I'm going to go Chiefs. 
Of course. I think the kid gives him his two losses. I think it's Turkey Day. I think not Tom Brady, but your offensive line eats so much this week that they just <laughs> they become even lazier <laughs> than what they were. Right. They're even lazier than what they were. Going stick, Sticking with the NFL, we'll, we'll get college here in a second. Sticking with the NFL, we got some really good games on, on Turkey Day. Uh, we got Texans versus the Lions. Who do you got? I'm going to go with the Texans. Lions just got shut out by the Panthers. Yeah, they did. When's the last time we saw a shutout? <sighs> in, in literally this past Saturday, or the last Saturday, in Little League football. I saw Okay. I, seen those show. The <laughs> I haven't the seen one, man. I, I, I haven't seen one in a long time. Yeah, the you can't even get three sure. points is, is terrible. You can't get three. Um, here's, the, here's the battle for first place here in the huh, shittiest. Who are you going with? Oh, I'm sorry, Texans. Let me get that okay. on record. I'm no, going to go with Texas. I wish that was clear. Yeah, I got Deshaun Watson on my fantasy football. I'm going for this oh, guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> my Deshaun Watson. Um, in the worst division in history, I'm going to put that out there, you have the Washington football team versus the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys coming off a big win against the Vikings. Washington, um, I'm not going to say big win over Cincinnati because it's Cincinnati, but playing very well against a team looking like the, a good defense. Who do you have playing winning this game? Again, they're both three and seven. They're both a three and seven. Last week I talked about, or on Sunday during our fantasy football show, about Zeke getting over 100 yards. You know, I, I had him as being a, a riser for me. You did. Uh, I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm, I think they get they get two, two, two W's here back-to-back back for the first time this year. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so you're going with them. That's who you're riding with. That's it. I'm going with the Cowboys on Turkey Day. Zeke usually shows up on Turkey Day, too. He does. God. The last time I remember Zeke jumping in a Salvation Army <laughs> bowl. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas as well. I did not think the Rocket Rifle, Red Rifle, whatever you want to call them, was going to show up that game and really play. He played very well that game. Um, he did. Kept the chains moving. He did very well. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas as well. I'm going to take Dallas as well, man. Here's a great game on Thursday night. On Turkey night, Ravens versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, of course, being undefeated. Ravens coming off a loss to the Titans. Who do you got? Steelers. They move on. See, I got them to God. Dog, this is going to be. I'm going to have to get my win in college. Five players on COVID. Running game is struggling. Lamar Jackson don't have anybody to throw to. Ravens. It's a no-brainer. The Steelers are coming off of a nice little win against Jackson Lucene Board. Now, I hope the Steelers don't get bored. Yeah. That's the only thing for them is now they know five players aren't going to play. Right? Do they start to overlook them a little bit and get caught sleeping? You know, after a nice little turkey day, it's an eight o'clock game. It, that's the only concern that I have. But I, I still think they they pull it out. I do too, and I I pray and hope that nobody on the Ravens gives COVID to any Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, uh, I do think that some of the Titans players gave it to the Ravens. Ravens have it. I think the Ravens. Maybe somebody who doesn't show symptoms still has it and possibly gives it to a Steeler because it's looking like that's the only way the Steelers are going to slow down despite COVID. Uh, But I'm going with Pittsburgh as well. Moving over to college, we got to go quick because you got your fantasy stuff. We have the Battle of I-4. We have our USF Bulls playing UCF Knights. Who do you got? UCF by a lot. Oh, God. And and it, it hurts to say that because you want the home team to win. You want the USF yeah. is rolling out with the slime jerseys. Really? Yeah, they're going to be all neon green jerseys. So you're going to CC them, get their ass kicked. Oh, great. But they're going to look well doing it. That's good. We have Notre Dame versus North Carolina. 
I'll let you go first, bud. Okay. And I, I'm, happy, I'm happy you said that. Thank you for that. I hate Notre Dame. I know you do. And because of my hate, I can't pick them. So I know Notre Dame is a better football team than North Carolina. I am praying that North Carolina does what North Carolina always does and just upsets and wrecks shop on somebody's season. I've seen them do it time and time again. I hope they can slow down that run game that Notre Dame has. I am going for North Carolina along with William McDonald. Here's a shocker for you, bud. What's up? Notre Dame has won too many games this year. Yeah. They're 8-0. Uh, they're on upset alert. They they are due for one. I, do I told you a couple weeks ago, oh. I thought Miami was due for one, and they were just etching it out, coming back on the last drive of the game and barely winning. I said, they're, you better be careful. Right. I think this is Notre Dame hiccup. It's in North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina runs a tempo offense. They do. It does give teams problems. You know, I think North North Carolina pulls the upset. I'm going. I'm agreeing with you here. Okay, then we're gonna we're gonna do this together. We're gonna sit there on our couches and pray that they do. Oh, me, you, me, you, and, and Will McDonald, all three of us. A trifecta <laughs> just of trying to get these guys to lose. Last game to pick is Texas versus Iowa State. Iowa State has been playing phenomenal, by the way. Who do you got? Texas. Oh boy, here we go. Everything great happens in Texas. It's a Texas game. It's being played in Texas. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going Iowa State, man. Going Iowa State. That's I saw their offense. Huh? There it is. One pick. One pick will be different. That'll be the game. And I'll know Saturday yeah. if I'm going to be drinking a lot or not. Well, hold on. In our special edition, which I think I think I know we're we're both going here. <laughs> Mike Tyson, oh. even though they're not gonna they're not declaring a winner. A winner. Yeah. It'll be obvious by watching the fight. Who? How twenty twenty is that though? I'm not going to pick a winner. How twenty twenty? We're all going to call. We all know who's going to win the freaking fight. Who are you picking to win that? Fight? I'm going with Iron Mike just because he yeah. scares me in my sleep. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm not scared of a man that boxes in sandals. <laughs> now I got to commend you, man. So last week, this is give the fans a quick recap. I know we got to move on. Last week you went seven and zero. I had a perfect pick on Yeah, if I had a, if I bet on the tickets, I would have probably won a couple thousand dollars. Yes. You you had been yes. all right. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately I, for you though, I went six and one. Yeah, yeah. But so But it's good to be perfect. On me. It's good to be perfect. And that's all that matters. I and I have not been perfect all yeah. year long. It's, it's okay, man. It's so you were the first you what were I do. the first one. Yeah. I'm a slow starter. Then now these Onesie, twosie picks. We're gonna we're gonna start rolling in here in a little bit. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm a late bloomer. That's what it is. <laughs> All right. So so moving on to our fantasy football here, guys. We're gonna talk about you know we're starting quarterbacks first, and we're, we're gonna rapid fire this here. We're gonna give you guys that you should think about starting again. We're not talking about the the normal guys that the guys that are every day in your line. We're not talking about Mahomes or or Josh Allen or even Raul's Deshaun Watson. Those are guys that are locked into your lineup no matter what happens. Each day of the week. What we're going to talk about is the other guys. Now, the first one sleeper for me at quarterback is your guy, Tua. He gets, you know, when you get benched for having a bad game, the team you want to play the next week is the New York Football Jets. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and, and here they come. Yep. Here they come. It's like a great medicine, the doctor ordered. So you get the Jets. I think Tua plays well. He has a great little bounce back game. If you're looking for a quarterback again, you know, here's the situation. I got Lamar Jackson. I got Tua. I'm playing Tua this week over Lamar Jackson. 
that's going to shock some people, but that's what I'd go with. You know, you got Lamar Jackson playing the top, the top defense against quarterbacks. Yeah. You got to play against the worst defense against quarterbacks. To me, that's a no-brainer. Also, if he's out there free agent, Derek Carr has been lighting it up. We talked about him earlier on the show. He gets the 32nd-ranked Falcon defense in a dome. I think he's going to tear it up there as well. If you need a, a quarterback here for, for this week, definitely look at those two guys. And then we move into running backs. You know, last week I told you guys about Ahmed, running back from Miami. He showed up, showed out, did well. Okay, this week I'm going to give you a different guy. Okay, and, and and again, the guys that we talk about on the show are not the ones that everybody's thinking a whole lot about. Wayne Gallum. He's a running back for the New York football jet or Giants. My apologies. Uh, he's get the pleasure of playing against Cincinnati, who just lost Joe Burrow. They're going to be deflated. They're going to walk into this game knowing they don't have a chance. And I think you're going to have Wayne Gallum run wild in this game this week. A popular pickup is going to be Gus Edwards on the waiver wire, right? You got no J.K. Dobbins. You got no Mark Ingram. They were like, oh, let's start a you know a RB1 this week and get a lot of touches. He's playing against Pittsburgh defense. I wouldn't touch Gus Edwards at all. If you're looking for a running back to kind of plug in this week, again, a little further down than than what people may may have him. You know, one guy that I like a lot going into the week is David Montgomery. He gets he gets the Packers, who are 31st against uh, running backs this year. You figure Nick Foles, or it doesn't matter who's that quarterback for them, they're going to dump it to the to, to the running backs and a lot of checkdowns. I like David Montgomery to have a a solid week. Flipping over to our to our receivers again, those guys have been star studded. Adam Thielen in breaking news is on the COVID list. Yes, he is. Okay, so he didn't have it. He didn't test positive, but he came in contact with someone. He may not get cleared in time to play the game this weekend. If not, Justin Jefferson, you got to move him all the way up there because he's going to get the ball a ton that week. Uh, but again, if he doesn't, you kind of you know readjust there. One guy that I like a lot this week, Robbie Anderson. You know, he's playing against Minnesota. You kind of saw what Andy Dolan did to Minnesota's defense. Amari Cooper had a good week. Gallup had a good week. CeeDee Lamb had a phenomenal catch in the end zone. Oh, yes. One for the ages. You know, you're starting to see that defense for Minnesota break down. Rob Anderson has had great weeks. He gets Teddy Bridgewater back this week. Definitely a guy to think about playing if you're in a situation. A guy that, you know, I was down on him last week. He reminded me of who he was, was Mike Evans. I had him ranked 29th on my board. Big man. Last week. Big man and, shit and, is what happened. He listens to the show, and he was like, how dare you, George? Bully Mike showed up and had five catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. He gets Kansas City. So, you know, it's one of those matchups. Kansas City is fourth against receivers. I still think Mike Evans does well. Plug him into your lineup. Uh, I think he's going to have a great day. And then a guy that has kind of been, where has he been? Amari Cooper. You know, he's at quarterback. He always disappears, man. He shows up back up on Turkey Day. You know, I just talked about Great. Dallas predicting them to win against the Redskins, or sorry, against the football team. Washington football uh, team. <laughs> yes, you're not allowed to say that anymore. Uh, I think he shows up. And then as a flyer, if you're looking for guys, you know, he may be available in your league. Michael Pittman Jr. Yes, the son 
of former Bucks running back Michael Pittman with the guns. His son is receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Write this he's down. Been, he's been doing nothing but ball the last couple weeks, the last two weeks against Tennessee, seven catches, 100 yards. Last week, three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. So he's a guy that Phil Rivers seems to start to like a little bit more now. Uh, definitely get him. If you can't pick him up, start him. He's going to play huge, huge dividends. Now, last week during our fantasy football show, I told you guys about the Dalton Schultz. He's a tight end for the Cowboys. Dalton don't come back. Was going to be a check down, and he delivered. Okay. Uh, four catches, 25 hours in a touchdown. Got you 12, 12 and a half points from your tight end position there. You cannot go wrong with him. Uh, I think this week you're going to see more of the same. You're going to see him definitely throw the ball there. Now, I got to definitely look into picking up is is Jordan Reed. He's coming off of a bye. Right before the bye, he played New Orleans. Five catches, 62 yards. He gets another week of getting acclimated with his quarterback. He gets the the Rams, right, who we just saw Gronk and Brait have some success against that defense. You know, being that he's only tight end, I think he's going to have five, six catches and a potential score there as well so there you have it that is the rapid fire fantasy football takes of the week role what are your thoughts i, I love it every single one you, you called that cooper cup man you called that one he was gonna have a huge game and he sure did he came through with a lot of fantasy points for a lot of guys that uh, took it your advice they hit us up on email saying thank you good job i had the last minute which by the way i don't know who in your league doesn't have a cooper cup but you know that you you read the email the freaking guy picked him up last minute and he showed up big for him to win the game. So I love all your picks, man. And listen, so the so the audience understands and knows this. We're gonna have you're gonna have your own fantasy podcast every Wednesday, right? We're gonna do this every Wednesday, fantasy football. That way you can ask questions, you can email us, you can hit us up on Facebook, do all that stuff, and we can answer some of those questions. Hell, we're even gonna have a phone number for you so you can call in and ask George your damn self some of the questions and debate him and talk numbers and see if you can outmatch his wits and his, his number stats uh, um, live on the show. So I think it's going to be great every Wednesday having a fantasy football. I, I, I think it's going to be phenomenal. I also think these guys just take you for granted. They don't understand how much knowledge you're dropping on them. They don't understand that. They don't get it. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped, man. We're going we're gonna to have a show just dedicated to fantasy football. It's something that I, you know, I've right. been doing for a ton of years as far as research and kind of playing in leagues and stuff. And, you know, after this Sunday, when we did the live show, I was getting text messages and, and messages on Facebook. But, hey, should I start this guy? Should I start that guy? You know, I, I get that all the time. And, and so we're going to dedicate a show on Wednesdays, right before Thursday, that we get to sit your lineups on Thursday and going into the weekend. Who right. should you pick up? Who do you want to start? Who do you want to sit? That way you're making the choices that are going to impact your team positively and not be like, man, I, I wish I would have done this or, or done that. So I'm excited for it. It kicks off next Wednesday. It'll be our first one, and, and we'll do it every week from that point going forward. I'm pumped. I think it's going to be great, man. I think it's going to be an awesome show, especially some of these guys that come on there. and They're just like you. They're numbers guys, and you know how numbers guys get. They, they You guys debate for hours. So it, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Uh, that's all the time we got, man. I think it was a full-packed show. I think you got everything you wanted from it. You got a great turkey story. You got some good NFL insight. You got some good college stuff. Um, please be safe on Thanksgiving. I wish you and all your families a happy, safe Thanksgiving. Do not put a turkey in the fryer that has not been defrosted for over a day and a half. Don't be like my jackass and <laughs> do something stupid. Uh, but listen, honestly, with all the crazy stuff that's going on, and 2020 has been a rough year, 
if you've never lost, if you haven't lost anybody through COVID, if you're still doing healthy, if you still got your job, you're still doing well, be thankful for everything you got. Take care of your family, love each other, and just listen, man. Enjoy the day. Don't try to fight on Thanksgiving Day. No family problems. Leave that stuff at the door when you walk in and just enjoy just being around each other at least for one day. Uh, so I love you, George, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family and everybody else out there in, in Tampa and around the nation, man. Yeah, and, and the one thing I'll bring up in regards to that, too, as, as we close out the show, you know, I was reading an article this morning about Zoom. Um, so if you can't see your loved ones for, for whatever reason, Zoom is actually doing free Zoom calls where you can download Zoom. Normally, you have to have a paid subscription to be on Zoom for longer than 40 minutes. Um, you can be there as long as you want. So if you got an uncle, a sister, a cousin, a loved one that's out of state and normally comes in, you can set up a laptop, set up an iPad, put them at the, put them at a seat of the table, put them on zoom. You can run it there for it's free the entire day, unlimited hours. You can utilize zoom on Thanksgiving day kicks off starting literally at 1201 Thanksgiving day going throughout the entire day. So definitely an option for you guys. Isn't not a paid advertisement either. So <laughs> zoom in calls to say that to you guys, but again, have a great Thanksgiving role. I, I I'm thankful for you and doing this podcast, something that, you know, we, we'd always talk about it and, and, and joke around. Uh, but you know, you guys will pull the plug on it. And, and here we are with episode 49, 50 kicking off. And we're going to have a special episode 50. So you're not going to want to miss it. Uh, Till then guys, you're on the clock. <laughs>